Blog Talk Radio. Hi, today is Saturday, May 27, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and these are the things you should have learned in high school, but you weren't taught. Welcome, everybody. Um, first of all, it's graduation time down here in the ATL, so, so congratulations to all the graduates, high school, college, middle school, whatever. First of all, congratulations to you all. Um, Let's get right to the show, because as usual, I'm probably going to run out of time because I'll be rambling. So this week's topic is Ponzi's and pyramids. Now, uh, right now in the news, pretty, pretty, uh, there's a show on um, uh, cable called uh, Wizard of Lies. It's about Bernie Madoff. And for those of you who don't remember, Bernie Madoff pulled off the biggest um, Ponzi scheme in, in history. Um, $65 billion, I think, was the last count of it. Uh, it was technically, it was the biggest in history. Um, how did they pull it off? Uh, I saw a show this week on it. Um, and before we get into the difference between Ponzi schemes and pyramids, let's just talk a little bit about how he was able to pull that thing off. Real simple, um, you know, he, he went through a lot to hide it. And when I explain what a Ponzi scheme is, you'll kind of understand how, you know, what he, what he was able to do. Um, but he he um, he hit he he went to and I won't say great lengths he went to lengths to hide what he was doing. Now had and this is I'm not going to be specific, but had different rating and 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 federal agencies done their job, um, and I mean done their job to the point where they did their job, um, it would have uh, his 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 the Ponzi scheme would have been found out a whole lot sooner. It wasn't found out because a lot of things. He was hiding it, but he was not hiding it very hard. If they had done the due diligence, and there were people who did the due diligence, and there were people who for years said this is a Ponzi scheme. For years they said that this is a Ponzi scheme, and nobody listened because it was the, the, the returns were so great. Um, so, so let's talk about what a Ponzi scheme is, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Bernie Madoff later on probably. A Ponzi scheme is, when I say, you know what, person number one, give me $100, and in a month, I'll give you back uh, 150 You're like, cool, okay. Now, so I take your $100, and then I start getting other people to give me $100, and this person and that person and that one. And then I take their money, and out of their money, I give you back your 150, and I keep that money. So say I got one person, I say I'm going to give you 150 back. I get five more people to give me $100 each. Okay, now I got $500. I take 500 of their dollars. I take $50 out of that and give it back to you. Now, as you can, you might not, you, you can see where that's going to fall apart pretty quick because for me to keep, because now those other five people, I got to find. $50 for each of them. So I got to find $250. Now, how do I find $250? I got to bring in more people. So I got to keep bringing in people to keep paying off your, the, the $50 that I promised everybody. So now I give you back your $50, and you're like, hey, I like this deal. So maybe you turn around and give me back another $100. Well, that, I take money out of that to go pay other people. So 
we keep I keep doing that. Now, from your standpoint, you don't know you don't see the difference. You don't you you know you just know that every once in a while you give me a hundred dollars and I give you back one hundred and fifty. Uh, to some extent, oh, before I start, I always say this and I always forget to say it. Uh, consider this podcast, this show, this this live feed to be entertainment. I am not a certified planner. I'm not certified in any financial way at all. I just have a master's degree in finance. That's it. Uh, I don't guarantee anything. If you don't believe what I'm saying, fine. Go research it yourself. That's what I want you to do, okay? So anything I say or do is, is strictly my opinion. Take it for what it is. If you decide to, do, to follow something I say and it doesn't work out, you're on your own. If it does work out, feel free to send me some money, okay? So get that out of the way. So anyway, I was saying to some extent, and I'm not saying that banks are Ponzi schemes, but to some <clears throat> excuse me, extent, this is how banking works. Um, you put in your deposits, and they take your money and they give it to other people. They loan it out to other people. So your bank might say, well, we have a billion dollars in assets deposited. But if you went into the vault at any one time, there might probably be, and I don't know, I'm making up numbers, there might be $100 million in there. Well, what happened to the billion? Well, the other $900 million, they made loans and this and that. They did other things with. Um, but if you say, well, I want my money back, well, unless you got a billion dollars, or unless you put a billion in, they say, I want my $400. Okay, here's your $400. See, they got that $100 million in there. So to some extent, that's how banking works. They make loans. They make other things. The money comes in. So long as the money is coming in, they can send it out. One of the fears that most banks, all banks have, one of the fears, the absolute fear that banks have is what's called a run on the bank. And that's happened a few times in history. It usually happens when there's uh, financial uncertainty, there's financial instability, where, um, you know, maybe the economy is, is bad, wartime, things like that. People run to the bank to get all their money out because it's better to have it here and be able to get it, get to it than to have it locked up in, in a bank and it gets robbed. And, you know, so there have been runs on the bank. Now, what is a run on the bank? It's when everybody runs to the bank to get their money. Now, remember, this bank had a billion dollars on deposit. It loaned out $900 million. It only has $100 million really in its vault. It's got a record of all the other $900 million, but it's really only got $100 million in cash. Their fear, round numbers, $500 million worth of, of, of people come back and say they want their money. The bank don't have it. That happens sometimes. It doesn't happen very often. It happened a lot. Years ago during the SNL crisis, and maybe I need to do a show on that SNL crisis because that was interesting too. But, yeah, people got – there was uncertainty. So people said, well, I want my money. So everybody ran to the bank, and the banks had to shut down because they were insolvent. Why? Because they, had, they didn't have any money, even though the record said we got a billion dollars. You looked in the, in the vault, and they had $100 million, And they looked outside, and they had people wanting $500 million, and they just had to shut down because they're like, we ain't got no money. Okay? Um, that, interestingly enough, is what brought down Bernie Madoff. Uh, remember the financial crisis of 2007, which I talked about about a month ago. And if you missed that show, go, go check that show out. Oh, by the way, all the shows, in addition to being here on Facebook, and you can ask me questions if you want, if you're, depending on how you got your screen oriented, and they're also in uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel. Go to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can see all the shows and all my glory. Um, so they're always there for posterity. But during the 2007 financial crisis 10 years ago, um, a lot of people lost a lot of money. Now, the Ponzi scheme that Bernie Madoff was perpetrating 
it didn't lose any money during the financial crisis because it wasn't in, it actually wasn't investing in anything. So it really didn't lose any money, okay? So it made out good. What happened was people lost money over here, so they said, well, let me go back to this, this fund over here that's still showing me having money and take my money out. I mean, they were doing that all over the place, okay? Um, but people, a lot of people had 90 or 100% of their savings, of their invested long-term savings in Bernie Madoff. Uh, some had, directly, had, had invested directly with him. Some had invested in what's called feeder funds where you invest in this mutual fund over here, and then you find out that mutual fund basically gave all your money to Bernie. And you didn't know that. You're all you know, the mutual fund was giving you a great return. Um, so that's what happened was all these people came back. And, and again, Bernie was in a situation where uh, he had that billion dollars on deposit, quote, but because he had been giving it out to people all the time, at some point he ran out of money. And people kept coming and asking for their money back, and he just didn't have it. So the whole scheme fell apart. That's why he, that Ponzi scheme fell apart. Now, as I say again, there were people who suspected it was fraudulent for years. They weren't quiet about it, okay? They told people, hey, we think this is crazy. This is not legitimate, and nobody listened. Um, one of the reasons when I was watching the show on Bernie um, on, on, on that Ponzi scheme, I thought about one of the reasons I do this show is I want people to be informed. Now, in that case, it was, interesting. It was kind of different because – the everybody, all the experts who you and people invested their money with, they say, oh, we, we're talking to Bernie every day. We know what his, his strategy is. It's sound, blah, 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 blah. So the people that they went to, the, the SEC, the SEC, whoever, all these three-layer three agencies, they were telling people, yeah, we're looking at it. We investigated it. It's fine. They weren't. They were doing cursory investigations. They were going and asking, hey, is this good? And he was like, it's good. And they were just, okay, signing off. And I'm sorry, but that's what was really happening. I'm not pulling – I mean, documented fact, that's what was happening. A lot of people didn't do their jobs, to, to be blind. Um, but anyway, so that's what a Ponzi scheme is. You bring in money, and you bring in later money to pay off the earlier people. But you got to keep bringing in money to pay off people because at some point it collapses under its own uh, uh, weight. Uh, no, I apologize. I won't say that. It was a, a, a pyramid scheme probably would do that. A Ponzi scheme, you, this, he ran this Ponzi scheme for 20 years. Okay, 20 years he ran this Ponzi scheme. You could run it uh, perpetually so long as everybody doesn't come back at the same time to get their money. When everybody comes back at the same time to get their money, you got a problem. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what a Ponzi scheme is. And it was named after some guy, the first guy who did it probably, because Ponzi is not a regular word. Um, but actually, I read that somewhere. The first guy who did it back in the 17 or 1800s uh, who, who came up with this scheme. Uh, he was, you know, Adolphus Ponzi or whatever. So that's what a Ponzi scheme is. You, you, pay, late, you pay earlier investors with later by, by, by getting the later investors. Now, let's talk about pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes are, um, well, let me go back to when I was, when I was a kid. Uh, my mother, rest her soul, had a, uh, she had some friends, and she, they asked her to get involved in one once, 
uh, because people were doing pyramid schemes, uh, you know, in their house back in the day. And the way they did it was, you know, here's the thing. I go to you and I say, you know what, I'm going to start this this thing, this program, multi-level marketing, we'll call it. You give me, um, you give me fifty dollars, and then you go out and recruit five people. I don't recruit them; you recruit them, and you get each one of them to give you fifty dollars to be part of this program. And the payoff is they'll each give you fifty dollars. So you got five people; you got two hundred fifty dollars. Of that two hundred fifty, you give me a hundred; you keep one hundred fifty. Okay, cool. It looks like a good deal. And then you tell those people, they go out and each get five people, and they'll get paid, okay? And say if your initial investment was maybe $1,000, just give around numbers, you might have to get three or four levels of people. But once you get that three or four levels, and each one of these levels is multiples of five, uh, then you'll get paid off and you walk away. It makes no <laughs> it's like one of those things, it makes absolutely no sense in my opinion. Uh, because what happens is this is something, a pyramid scheme will collapse under its own weight. What do I mean by that? Okay, I'm one person. I go out and I got to get five people, okay? Each of those five people got to get five people. So it's one person, now it's five, now it's 25. Now, each of those 25 got to go get five people. So now you're talking 125 people. Each of those 125 got to get five people. Now you're talking 600 and some people. Uh, wait, wait, five, five, uh, five, 600 people. Okay, yeah, close. Somewhere around there. They're talking 600 people. Each of them 600 people got to get five people. 3,000 people, each of them 3,000 people got to get five people, 15,000 people, each of them five people, now you're talking 15,000, now you're talking 75,000 people, okay, and you've gone down maybe seven or eight layers, but here's the thing, you were at the top, you walked away, there is somebody, because each time the thing splits, it's new pyramids, new independent pyramids. But to get fully paid, depending on the structure of it, you might have to get, you know, three layers, which is one, it's five, it's um, 25, it's 125 people. So for you to get fully paid, you got to get, you got to recruit 125 people. The people under you got to recruit. That's how big your pyramid has to be for you to get paid off. And then what would happen is everybody would bring $10 or whatever it was, and it would all go on, and then somebody would get paid off. Now, the way they did it, this is the funniest thing to me. I'll never forget it. My mother said that they wouldn't actually hand you the money in the house because that was illegal. Okay, the rest of this apparently was legal. Um, so they would tell you, okay, Jennifer, go outside and smell the roses. I have pretty roses in my front yard. Go outside and smell them. And you go outside, mm, nice smell, pretty roses. Oh, what's that, an envelope? Oh, an envelope in the rose bush. Shut up. I'm saying, oh, it's some money. I ain't going to tell nobody. I'm going home. That's how you got paid. Okay, I'll never forget that. That always cracked me up. It makes no sense um, because, again, you're talking the number of people 
depending on the cost structure, if you got to get three levels of people, in this example, you got to get 125 people. And this is not, I mean, I'm not throwing crazy numbers out there. Uh, if you said three people, if you got, I, I recruit three people, each of them three got to get three. That's nine. Each of those nine got to three. That's 27. Each of those 27 got to get three. That's uh, 64, 61, something like that. Um, that's how many people you're talking about to get you paid. And then once you get paid, the three people that were under you, they split off into their own tiers, and they already got a level. So then they got to get a third level. You run out of people. <clears throat> yeah, there's 7 billion people in the world. Trust me, all 7 billion of us ain't going to get in a, in, a, in a pyramid scheme. So the, when I say a pyramid collapses under its own weight, that's the thing. It collapses under its own weight. Now, why would people do it? Somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, give me $100, and in a month or two weeks, I'll give you back 150 You're like, yeah, okay. Then they oh, well, you know, you got to go out and grab some people. Okay. Uh, greed. Plain and simple. That's what people do, greed. Same thing um, with, with uh, the Ponzi scheme. And I'm not going to jump back and forth, but the Ponzi scheme, uh, people were greedy. Uh, people were making 18% return every year. They had this closed group that nobody else knew about. You know, and they were like, hey. And, and you know, Bernie, you know, I saw some of the interviews he gave and stuff, and he was saying, well, people were greedy. He's right. People were greedy. That, that's a big part of it. People were just greedy. Uh, he was a thief, but people were greedy. So anyway, I'm sorry. Jumping back to pyramid scheme. So that's kind of what a pyramid scheme is. It's it's and it's basically like one person to three or five to whatever else, and it just goes out. So that's why they call it a pyramid scheme. Um, it has taken on a a some. There's another word for it, and you heard me mention it earlier. Multi-level marketing. Now, most of you have probably been approached, <clears throat> excuse me, one time or another in your life by a friend or associate uh, who said, hey, you want to work for yourself? Or I got something I want to show you. Why don't you come over to my house for a presentation? I can't tell you what it is. It's such a great opportunity. I can't tell you what it is, but just come over for a presentation. I had that pitch, you know, where somebody actually said to me, hey, I can't tell you what it is, so just come over to the house, and I want to do a, I want to do a presentation of this great opportunity. I said, no. <clears throat> Why they, what was a great opportunity? I don't know in this specific case, but I've been approached like that before. That's why I know. What happens is, and this is being very general, what happens is you'll go over, they'll do a presentation of some product. Maybe it's vacuum cleaners. Maybe it's personal hiney wipers or whatever, some great product that sells itself, okay? Um, in your spare time, you could run your own business, you know, you could be your own boss, your own entrepreneur. All you need to do is spend, and, and, and you just work when you want. You don't want to work? Don't work. Just work when you want. You know, it depends on how hungry you are, how much you want to make. Do you want to be rich? Are you willing to work hard? This is the opportunity for you. Yeah, it's kind of pitching it. Um, but whatever it is they're selling. Um, they'll say, well, you know, this is a presentation. Uh, if you want to do the full training of how to sell this great product that sells itself, that we guarantee. And here's the projected income from our, our first-year sales reps. Here's the kind of money people are making every day. Don't you want to be a part of that? 
Okay? This is, you know, they'll show you all kinds of charts and graphs. They'll show you pictures from the last convention where everybody who, the, the new young 26-year-olds that just joined the Million Dollar Club, how they walk up on stage and everybody claps, hey, Hercules, Hercules, and they just do stuff. You know, and they just, a whole big auditorium, and everybody, you're the man, or you're the woman, you're great, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're like, wow, oh, this is awesome. I can work for myself. I got no boss. Nope. Do what you want. When you want, how you want. We'll just give you all the tools you need to be the super salesperson that you were born to be. Okay? That's what they'll, 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 uh, they'll pitch you on. I know I should have been an actor. I know. Um, but then, okay, well, you, you, you sign up. Yeah, what do I sign up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can make what? You could make $40,000 your first month. I can. What do I sign up? Right here. Okay. Um, now, here's what you need to do. This training that we're going to give you, it's, it's worth, it's four days, it's worth $5,000. But, you know, we give it to you as a discount. You know, we're only going to charge you $1,000 for this four-day comprehensive training course at this lavish hotel, and, and maybe it includes uh, your, your stay, you know, whatever, you know. And we're going to stand you, and we're going to train you. You're going to be, you're going to sit in a room with our best salespeople, and they're going to show you how this is done, okay? And when you walk out of there, you will be empowered. You will, you will know how to do it, and you will be successful. We guarantee you. You work, you will be successful. Booyah. Okay. Um, enough of that. Um, so, you know, you'll buy, you maybe you'll, yeah, I want to sign because I want to be rich. I want to be rich. And you'll sign up and you'll pay them $1,000 for the training. <clears throat> and part of the training, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to buy the product. Okay. And then it's up to you to sell it. You buy it at a great deep discount and then you can sell it. Okay. But you got to commit to buying maybe one a month, one of these vacuum cleaners a month. You know, that's minimum because you're going to sell one a week. So, you know, but we just want to make sure that, that you're, you're motivated, okay? Now, what's happening is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you're buying that product. You're actually buying it kind of from the person who uh, brought you into their house for that meeting, that initial meeting. They're getting, a, they're getting a cut of that. And so are the people above them, above them, above them. Uh, in the pyramid, again, you're giving your money and they're getting their cuts, okay? In, 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 in a sense, they are not making their money off of selling the product. They're making their money off of recruiting people. And then you end up in a situation where you are stuck buying this product. And there are stories of people that have, you know, whatever the product is, they got them stacked up in their garage because they can't sell them. You know, because they make you think that you are good enough to sell ice cubes to an Eskimo, and you're not, okay? You think, you know, but you have, you're committed. You know, that maybe they'll take your credit card or something, but you are committed where you have to buy these products every month. Whether you sell them or not, you are committed to buy an Eskimo products. Now, uh, there have been a few of these companies that have been um, – scrutinized and, 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 you know, the federal authorities get involved because, again, they were making their money off of you paying for the training and you buying the product, not actually selling the product to people outside. And they're like, well, look, if you can't sell it, that ain't our problem, but you got to buy it. 
We gave you all the training, okay? What they don't tell you also is when you see those, they show those great pictures and those videos of people at the convention and they're joining the Million Dollar Club, it's a very, very, very small percent of people who ever get there. So every time you do sell, say you sell it and, you know, they say you, you can buy it for this much, you sell it for that much. Um, somewhere in that price is their cuts, and there are multiple pieces of their cuts. So you sell them vacuum cleaners. Every time you sell one, the person who, whose house that you did that initial uh, presentation in, they're getting a cut. Person above them is getting a cut. Person above them is getting a cut. And maybe it's set up where the first 10 you sell, you only get this much. But then after the 10, you get a lot more money. Why do they do that? Because after the first 10, you paid off everybody above. Okay. Um, it's illegal from what I understand. I, I did a little bit of research on it. That if a company, and, and here's a, a perfect example, and I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but there was uh, they were investigated for this, Herbalife. Um, and they were found uh, – to, to not be in, they were. The question was: Are they making their money off of selling product to to consumers, or are they making their money off of selling their sales plan and selling product to their salespeople, to their associates? And they were found that they were selling more product to their salespeople because they had a tangible product and this and that. Um, and there was one guy though. He he, uh, I can't remember his name, but he they were a uh, a pyramid scheme, and he to prove it, he shorted a uh, billion dollars worth of the stock, which means basically he he he. Uh, he, he, you know, we did puts and calls a couple of uh, months ago, but he was basically uh, betting that the price of the stock would drop and he could buy it real cheap and make a lot of money. But that was how much he felt their, their, um, their scheme. But anyway, so a pyramid scheme, you know, it started out as, you know, go, go into roses. Now it's like, okay, um, it, it comes out the same way. you got to bring in more and more people. And what happens is then when you're in there, you're like, okay, how do I bring in more people? Oh, i got to have a presentation in my house. Sound familiar? The presentation that the person had, the reason they didn't want to tell you, at least in my opinion, the reason the person who did it didn't want to tell me because he didn't want me doing any research on it. You know, and it builds up suspense. Oh, you're a great opportunity. You go there, and, ooh, you know, and, and, and there's nothing worse than spending your evening in somebody's house and they try to sell you on something, you're like, man, this is the dumbest thing I've heard of. And this is an hour and a half. I ain't never going to get back. But anyway, so that's the difference. You know, I, I'm sorry I rambled there. But this, that's what a Ponzi scheme is when you bring in, you got to keep bringing in new money to pay off the old money. And you just do a revolving wheel, you know, just bringing in new money, paying off old money, bringing in new money, paying off old money. Whereas a pyramid is the people at the bottom pay off the people at the top. And invariably in a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing the district managers, those people at that level, regional presidents or whatever, they're getting paid. But the rest of the people probably never will because you will never rise to that level, okay? Um, it's just the odds are truly against you, you ever getting there. So that's just my opinion. So if somebody says, hey, I got a great opportunity for you, you know, I'm not saying don't listen. And I'm, you know, some of y'all out there doing it. Hey, don't call me. But um, it, that's what they are. Take it for what it's worth. That's what they are. Um, if if you want to get involved in one, knock yourself out. Um, so anyway, I have spent another 28 minutes rambling. Uh, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, so I was telling you at the beginning, I watched those, uh, this show on Bernie Madoff called The Wizard of Lies, and I've seen other shows on it. Um, and 
the bottom line was this. He got away with everything because people trusted him. And why did people trust him? Why do you trust anybody? They're showing you documents. And he went through a lot to print off the documents that show. But it was when you, when you get into it, it was so many dumb things that people were so trusting of. You know, one person said, well, you know, my return should be 18%. I don't want anything less than 18%. This is showing 16%. They just reprinted the document, changed it 16 to 18 to get a guy a new document. He was like, cool. Like, really? And this was a, you know, I got what, a couple hundred million dollars with him. Um, beware. Uh, anybody, bank, whoever, any, any company is trying to sell you something, rest assured, they are making a ton of money off it because ain't nobody trying to sell nothing that they're going to they gonna make a loss on, okay? And this ain't going to happen. Um, so bank, anybody else, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just understand when they come up with new products, ain't nobody going to sell a product that's losing money. Okay, so don't ever, don't, don't ever think that. Ain't nobody going to ever do that. It might be great. It might be perfect for you in your situation. But understand, they didn't put it out there because it was perfect for you. They put it out there because they're making money off it. That's just the reality. Okay, period. Anyway, thank you again. Uh, I hope you enjoy these shows. I hope um, I'm not trying to sell anything. So, you know, I just got a passion for money to teach. I think I'm, I was thinking about, I think I'm channeling my mother. She was a teacher, and I think I just want to teach. But I ain't going into the schools because the kids is crazy. But anyway, everybody, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, if it's graduation time, congratulations to everybody out there who graduated, who knows somebody who graduated. Okay. Um, with that, uh, I'm going to go go to a jazz festival, and then I'm on vacation. So you take care. I'll see you all on this show in two weeks. Have a great day, and we will hopefully talk again. Too. If you got any questions, hit me up on Facebook Live and or Facebook, and I'll answer them the next show. Take care, y'all. Bye bye. <laughs>